And we're back, Strike Show podcast on a Wednesday. Familiar face there in the screen. We'll get to him here in a second. Strike Show podcast brought to you by Encore Golf. Encore designs high performance golf ball for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. Daniel Rappaport, Golf Digest, joins us here on a Wednesday. He's got a couple boxes of Vero X1 waiting for him when he gets back. But first, he's got uh, he's got a little work to do. There's one more tournament left on the schedule. This guy's been all over the place during the uh, super season. Someone give him some time off. Daniel, live from uh, Eastlake. How you doing, bud? Good, good. It's a lot nicer today. Yesterday was kind of a wash. It was, it was raining all day. I don't think anyone really played in the practicing so this kind of feels like the one prep day so everyone's out there the sun is shining one more week only 30 guys and it's interesting because there's so much on the line this week you have 15 million in the FedEx Cup but like it's a pretty chill week you know and you have 30 guys and it's just there seems to be kind of a, a low-key atmosphere which is kind of strange given I mean everyone who's here is always is doing well I guess so that's no one's no one's grinding for their card or anything so they're all into the majors next year they're all into every tournament they want this is the cream of the crop they don't have much to be upset about <laughs> Well, as long as they're not being called Brooksy, right, which we'll get to uh, here in a second, that uh, good point. Is, a, is a topic of concern. But uh, I got to ask you about the course. Um, Eastlake, I've been there. I've played it. This golf course is much more difficult than what we've seen in the last two weeks, and particularly last week, Caves Valley. They just completely undressed it with a great finish there. Cantley moves all the way up to one. Bryson right there as well. But Eastlake, a little rain. Usually the rough's pretty thick. How do you think it's going to play this week? Yeah, the rough is, it's an interesting kind of rough. Like it's, it's the kind of rough where the ball, it's not so long. It's not going to cover your ankles, but the ball sinks. It doesn't sit up on top. Not a lot of flyers. It comes out, you know, kind of dead, unpredictable. So I think that's, that's the, that's the golf course's defense. And I was talking actually to the superintendent yesterday, Ralph Keppel, and he said, look, we have sub air, but when you get all the rain that they got yesterday and just all the heat, humidity, um, there's only so much you can do. So it's all going to depend on how much the sun shines and how much the wind blows. That, he said, is the key to, to the course firming up. The sun is shining and the wind is blowing right now. So he's getting his wish. But yes, I agree. I don't think we're going to see, I, I know that the staggered scoring is, but if we, if we mm-hmm. get rid of the staggered scoring, I don't think you're going to see anyone shoot 20 under par this week. No. Um, but there was a lot of rain, so it could happen again. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I really mm-hmm. wouldn't. I mean, Xander was 15 under last year. They're, they're, these guys are so good. That if there's any kind of softness, the course is dead because the fairways play wide. And when the fairways play wide, it's target practice for these guys. I want to get to the Ryder Cup here in a second. This is going to be a um, USA Ryder Cup preview as we continue the buildup here right around the corner. The uh, 43rd plan of the Ryder Cup. Whistling straights here. Uh, what are we? Just a couple weeks away now um, from yeah, that. Three weeks, three weeks from now, yeah. Yeah, three weeks. Excuse me. But the, the news came down, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, he says, look, you know the name Brooksy at East Lake this week, and it's angled toward Bryson. You're out of there. What do you think? I think he kind of look, the, the tour protects its players. That's that's no secret, right? They don't release information about suspensions and you know they they, they try and kind of brand everybody as as a nice, great, awesome guy. And that's that's their brand. That's what they've done. And they've been pretty successful doing it. You know, the ratings are pretty good and the, the money is, is ever growing. Um, so I understand what Monaghan was trying to do. He was trying to stick up for one of the players who, look, Bryson's like, I think he's 27, maybe 20. Like he's going to be around for a long time. He's one of the best players in the world. You know, despite all the, the hoopla, he's 
was right up there in a, in a playoff event. He's, he's won a major. He's, he's, he's not going anywhere. So, so Monaghan wants to, sh- to show him like, Hey, I'm here for you. We're going to, we're going to do what you can. So I, so I understand what he was trying to do on the other, on the flip side, if you're the kind of person who's going to yell Brooksy at Bryson during a golf tournament, don't you think that hearing like, oh, you're going to get kicked out or it's not like that's going to make you want to do it more or at least heckle him more, call him something else. Like, are, are, we, are we stopping this at Brooksy? You know, what if someone calls him like, I don't know, I'm not whatever, some other name. Are, are they going to kick him out for that? Is it, is it just a Brooksy rule or is it a judgment call? I mean, I'm, I'm really interested. I'm going to follow him around on Thursday and see what happens. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how the tour is going to enforce this. There's a lot of people that are going to be here this week. Um, and unless you have uh, uh, vigilantes or, or, you know, narcs in the crowd, like I just, I just don't see how it's going to, to happen. And I think the only way that this is going to change, fan behavior is going to change now is like if, if Brooks comes out and says something like, Hey, you know, this was fun, but like, let's, let's basically call off the dogs. I think sort of that, you know, I, I think it actually could, could get worse, at least in the immediate yeah. aftermath. Oh, I think so. What do you, think? you start getting alcohol involved and, you know, Bryson on the first page of the leaderboard with Brooks. I mean, you know, there's a, I, I think we haven't seen the worst of it yet, unfortunately. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying about protecting Bryson. Um, you know, Bryson certainly is going to have to do some things here in the off season to help himself, you know, from a PR standpoint and going at it from that way. But yeah, I think it's, I'm sure been encouraged from the commissioner, when he talked to Brooks, like we've got to diffuse this because there is policy when a player goes out into the public like this and exposes another player the way Brooks did. There's policy at the tour that that's frowned upon. And I'm, I'm curious if, you know, Brooks has had some kind of suspension or fine, you know, when it comes to that, um, because there, he certainly has broken um, some policy from there. We could talk about this, you know, all day. It doesn't seem to be going away. It just seems to be getting amplified. Um, but I would think some diffusing from the players has had to happen. There was going to have to happen at some point to start tempering this a little bit. And Brooks could certainly do a lot of good when it comes to that. Just like when he poured gasoline on it, when he rewarded those that got kicked out with beer. I mean, that's, where this whole thing started and, you know, the bullying really from Brooks started to take place. Do you think we're going to see any kind of diffusing from the player? It's kind of already started. Um, Just, just like an hour ago, we were, we were doing our press conference with Rory and he kind of, you know, I'd say he stood up for Bryson basically said, look, like he's not blameless in this. He's certainly done things and and said things that um, bring this upon himself to some extent, but, what he said was, I, I feel sympathy for him because it's hard to be Bryson DeChambeau right now. He's, he's different. That's, that's very clear. And he has his opinions and they're, they're different from what a lot of people think. And, and what Rory said was, I don't think anyone should be ostracized or, or made fun of for being different now. That's what they're actually making fun of, what they're picking up Bryson for. That's a separate story. But he, he said that he, he feels sorry for him. And he said, look, I don't know if anyone else on tour has spoken out for him, but I'm, I'm going to speak out for him right now. And then Patrick Cantlay was up next, and he gave this awesome answer where he basically said was, this is kind of a symptom of the, of the PIP culture. You know, and when you basically told these guys, like, hey, we're, we're going to pay you for attention. We're going to pay you for engagement. We're going to pay you for being talked about on the news and 
Beltwater mentions, whatever, whatever it is, people were going to look for attention. And, you know, I think that's, he's right. You know, like this is, this is what happens when you, you incentivize um, attention, you incentivize a circus. It, sometimes it leads to the wrong type of attention. And, and it kind of gets that like a philosophical debate in golf is like, is golf different from other sports? Right. Cause in other sports, this is, this is not, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. This is, this is part of it. But, and, and Morikawa, Colin said this earlier today too, like golf, golf is different, you know, respect is built into our game and, and, and we expect a certain conduct from players and we expect a certain conduct from fans. So it's just an interesting dynamic of like, does golf want to try to be more like these other sports and play up these sort of rivalries or does it want to stick with what it's always been, which is, you know, this, this gentleman's game, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Well, I think the tour has spoken. I, I think it's the latter. You know, I think that's kind of where they are. They're going to they're going to protect at all costs and they're not going to lean in, you know, when it comes to a rivalry that maybe has crossed the line to your point of golf standard versus it would probably even it wouldn't even hit the news in other sports. You know, when we're, we're talking about calling someone a name that's not even a vulgar situation. Yeah, it's not, so it's, it's just, not like it's, derogatory. Yeah, it's not derogatory at all. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think as we kind of spin this forward to the Ryder cup, Stricker is going to have to address the team. There's going to be everyone in the room. It's going to be the elephant in the room and he's going to have to say something to the team about it. I think at least he's going to have to address it out of the gate. I know he's had the conversation with each of them individually, but I think there has to be something up front saying, look, this is our goal. This is what we're after. I know this has happened. You know, how do you think he, uh, how do you think he addresses the group after now he's addressed them individually as they go into a team competition in three weeks? It's, it's already built. If they lose, it's, it's already, that's what people are going to talk about. It's, it's, it's already there. It's, it's a, it's a column waiting to be written. On, on Monday morning after the Ryder Cup, disarray within Team USA room or lack of unity, and and I'll tell you what, like the, the happiest guy watching this this whole thing play out is, is Patrick Harrington. He's like, let oh, yeah. them let them go, let them go at each other. Like they they clearly don't don't like each other. You know, they're they're, they're not completely bought in. And I think you know if you watched, I'm, I'm not saying you didn't, but just saying, you know, if you watched the BMW on Sunday, like Cantlay and Bryson didn't seem to have have much talk about i think bryson calling him out saying hey patrick can you stop walking and then there was this shot of them on the in the playoff i don't remember when it was where they were walking directly next to each other toward the camera for like 30 or 40 yards neither of them even considered looking at the other person it was right. it was competitive so you've got a guy who well i automatically so he took it out of if you want to bring that circus into this pretty qualified bryson qualified automatically so he's going to be there yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to figure it out. He's gonna have to figure out who's gonna play with him, you know, because you, you can't sit him all four sessions. You're, you're gonna sit and figure out, you know, how how are we going to put the team ahead of this? And I think he said he spoke to both of them individually, like you mentioned, and, and Brooks agreed, like he's not gonna say anything. And I don't think Brooks is gonna say anything between now and then. But it's gonna be very interesting to see if Brooks and Bryson, maybe Stricker tells them, hey, you guys need to like sit down without anyone else in the room and iron this out, figure it out. I don't I don't know if Brooks would be willing to do that. I don't know if Bryson would be willing to do that, but they have to come to some sort of 
resolution. Otherwise, it's a story that's going to linger all week, and it's what. It, and if they lose, it is. I don't know if Stricker will probably fall on the sword because he's the captain. But if they lose, that is all anyone's going to talk about. Is you know, Team USA hated each other, and that's yeah. why they lost. And the Europeans love each other, and that's why we continue to lose. It's funny we haven't even we're talking about all this animosity. We haven't even talked about Patrick Reed yet, who was just dropping bombs on the way out to the team in France, you know, three years ago. Wow. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's, let's, let's get to it here. The, uh, I know we've got a lot to play out here this week, the tour championship. Uh, they're playing for 15 million. We'll follow that top 30. Reed is there. He's 30th. But as we transition now to a little Ryder cup preview here, the, the top six are in. Okay. That last week was the last, to qualify for your automatic bid in. After those six, then Stricker next week, the captain will pick the other six. So the ones that are in, we know Colin Morikawa is in. He's number one. I want to start with him. Last two weeks, he hadn't played good. Missed the cut, Northern Trust, 63rd at the BMW. When you look at Colin, you listen to him, how much is the back an issue and how much do you think he's fatigued? He looks tired. Um, where, where do you think Colin is? He, he needs some rest after this before we see him at wrestling straight. Do you agree? That's absolutely right. Um, I don't know if he's going to play Wentworth for the, for the BMW PGA. I, I don't think he is. So if he doesn't, that would be, I think, two full weeks off, which for yeah. someone who's 24 years old should be more than enough. But yeah, no, he said that he started feeling pain at the Olympics. And sorry, buzzers are starting to get a little louder. But um, he, started, he said he started feeling pain at the Olympics and he, and he got into some bad habits where he, you know, he wasn't turning through. He said... I just spoke to Rick Hessinghouse yesterday. He said that Colin's hips, instead of turning, were kind of thrusting toward the ball. His arms were getting behind him. He was getting stuck, and he was kind of hitting this, like, flippy draw that he hasn't hit since he was a kid. And when you're someone who really has one shot shape like Colin Morikawa does, and that's a cut, you start hitting you start hitting draws, that's, that's worrying. He said he started feeling better when he came back to the States, but the bad habits that he got into when he was compensating for the pain kind of lingered around. And that's what he said was, was the problem at Liberty national, but he worked with Rick at BMW. He still finished near the bottom, but his stats were pretty good on Sunday on uh, the weekend. As far as balls, Rick didn't putt well, but I wouldn't be surprised if he contends this week. I just think it was kind of like a yeah. thing that happens. You know, you get into some bad, you get into some bad habits and you sort it out with your coach. And yeah. you know, it was, it was not long ago that we were talking about Colin as, as the greatest you know, player who's ever lived after he won. <laughs> the British Open. So it's just, you know, things go up and down. I would not be concerned, especially with, with a couple of weeks of rest coming after this. You know, Dustin Johnson, he's number two and he's in, we know that um, DJ, you know, close to, let's see, probably close to a 500 record. Uh, he's seven, nine in O in the Ryder cup. He was uh, six last week. And I see this little trend of DJ's putting starting to go up, which is good. Anytime I see DJ starting to, roll the rock. I get excited. Um, approach game hasn't been real clean, but DJ seems to be trending at least the right way. Bryson is three. We know he played very well last week. I think whistling straights will be set up to Bryson's liking as it will be kept at four as it will be at JT at five JT just missing the putter a little bit. It's been a tough year for JT. You know, you've been out there curious. Um, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely been some frustration for Justin after he won the players this year. It's been 
not a good year, and it's mainly been aided by a putter, which, as I understand, earlier in the year, he switched coaches, and, like, I think he's, like, in between, and he's having a hard time finding his way back and even desperate mode trying to go back to a putter that he used to use when he was a junior player. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low-compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I, the putter has been an issue for, I mean, the reason he switched coaches, he went away from Matt Killen and, and the guy who he went to, the name is escaping me, but yeah, I mean, Don you don't Graham. switch putting coaches, Don Graham, you don't switch putting coaches if you're feeling good about your putting. Um, so start there. And that was a long time ago and it, it has not been pretty since. So yeah, I think, look, it was a tough, obviously a really tough start to the year with, with his comments that he made and, and losing mm-hmm. his sponsorship. And then he lost his grandfather, which also was, he was super close to. It did, it did feel like that win at the players was going to be like a turning point. Like, okay, he's putting that behind him, but but he's just run into a wall since. And he's, and he's got kind of this, like, I don't know. He's, he, he, he was really disappointing in the big events this year, apart from apart from the players. You know, T21 at the Masters, he missed a cut at Kiowa. T19 at the U.S. Open was never a factor. And, and T40 at the Open Championship. So, you know, when you're a player of his caliber, you got to show up for the majors, and he simply hasn't done it. He hasn't really contended for one since he won the PGA in 2017. So he's been only five years coming in the next year. So yeah, you know, you don't want to say it's a lost year because he won the players. I mean, that's a huge, huge, huge tournament. I mean, that will be yeah. on his resume forever, right. but you, you want the consistency and he has not been delivering it. Yeah. He's five and there's Cantley at six who moved all the way up. He automatically qualifies. I think you'd be careful. Cantley. I thought he was in before he was at, he was at 12 before last week. Then he wins. He moves all the way up to six. What we saw last week was the greatest putting performance in the stroke scan era, positive 14.6. And I think when you see stuff like that, like we saw it with speed, like we know that can't, like that's not going to sustain. I mean, he hasn't even sniffed anywhere near that, even half of that um, this year. I saw if, if he was the putt positive, let's say if he putted like he did at the Northern Trust, which was positive two, he finished 11th. He would have lost by seven. It's a great stat. It's a great stat. You know, I mean, like just to give you perspective of how he usually putts, right? Like that's how dominant Bryson was with his driver. Now Bryson putted good too. He was positive eight. So you gotta, you know, you gotta factor that in, but that's just how dominant he was with the driver. His iron game was still okay. His short game still was an issue, but driver putter was like just incredible. So Cantlay is going to be solid. Let's just pump the brakes. Like Cantlay's not going to putt like that every single week or every single day. Like we can't expect that, but he's in at six. Finau um, is at seven. Um, I, he's in. All right, Tony Finau's in. I, I think we can. No question. No question. 
all agreed to that. I mean, there was no one happier than Steve Stricker than when Finau won that tournament. Do you agree? No one happier. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was in. I think he was in either way. Despite kind of before the Northern Trust, kind of a weird, weird summary. I don't think he had a top ten in his like seven starts before that, and where he was finishing second every week in the beginning of the season, and then he kind of he kind of hit a wall. But yeah, you know, just a big game, like a lot of birdies. In an intimidating guy, he makes it look so easy. He was actually good in, in France, which is not many guys on the U.S. team can say that. I think he was two and one that week. Uh, super nice guy. Everyone likes him. Like there, he was a no a no brainer. It would have been a little bit of a tougher thing to justify if he put up a couple clunkers, but mm -hmm. one and then and then I think he shot sixty three on Sunday at uh, at Caves Valley. So I don't. He wasn't near the lead, but he's he's in really good form. He's in. He knows he's in. That's the thing. Like he knows. He knows it. Everyone knows it. I think I think really Xander's at eight. He's in. Four. Yeah, I mean he's in, and 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 you know Spieth is in. Okay. And you know, so I think Harris English is in too. So you're, and you're really is at ten. Right. So you're really leaving. You got two spots then for Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Scotty Scheffler. I I'm going to bat for Kevin Na. It's not going to happen. But I I honestly think I honestly think that he would be a, a more value add than someone like Webb Simpson. I mean, I, you know, I know there was all this talk about the other Kevin Kisner, but he's, right. he has, he's been just, he's just been playing too bad since then. Yeah. It's not even, we don't need to get into that. But Kevin Na is playing really well. Um, I was, I had his, he finished, I know he finished second at the John Deere. I think he finished second in the, uh, in the, in the WGC. He finished, no, he finished second in the John Deere, T23 in the WDC, T2 at the Wyndham, T8 at the Northern Trust, T17 at the BMW Championship. And I, I hear like, oh, the course is not set up for him. But, but like, Caves Valley wasn't set up for him either, right? I mean, it's long and wet. And you could say the same thing about Liberty National. And I actually asked him at Liberty National, I was like, what do you say to the people who say, oh, the course is too long for you? Like, yeah, you're not a good fit. And he said, the way I'm putting right now, it doesn't matter where I play. And, and that's the kind of guy like, he can be a guy who could be the American answer to someone like Ian Poulter, someone who is going to get under their skin in a way that no one else on the team really can. He's not afraid to get in people's faces, as you saw at the, at the match play. He went up to DJ and basically lectured DJ, which was, which was kind of a wild move, but he didn't think twice about it. And, you know, he's chipping in from off the green. He's walking in putts like... I, I, I think he his personality is, is perfect for this event. He's playing great. He's putting great. Give it a shot. I mean, you yeah. one wild card on the team, you know, at least one. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. That kind of catches me off guard a little bit. Kevin Na as so you said a lot. Let's let's back let's back up just for a minute here for the audience. All right. So we've got we've got the top six in. We I think we all agree that Finau's in at seven, Xander is in at eight, Speeth is in at nine, Harris is in at ten. I, I think that's pretty safe at this point. Harris won twice. Resurgence of Speeth. I think of that group, the one that concerns me is Xander, to be honest, the one I just mentioned. I, I just feel like Xander's kind of ailing a little bit since the gold medal. Um, but we know what he can do, right? We know what Xander's capable of. Those guys are in. All right. So to your point, we have this, these last two spots, right? And that's where it's going to come down to. We'll start with Patrick Reed for a second, because I think before the injury and the bilateral pneumonia, I felt Patrick was in. 
but he hasn't played. Now there's a lot to look at here with Patrick. You've seen him. Have you seen him on property? Is I he, has he lost like weight? Has he... he looked a little skinny. I'll say, I will okay. say that. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy was in the hospital for a while. He I know. To be moving I, mean, I was going to say, he has to be skinny weeks. He has to play back into this. So I, I, this Patrick Reed thing is, um, is really fascinating to me. And I feel like, I feel like Stricker is going to ask, or has already asked the other players, the 10 that we just mentioned, who do you think should get those spots? I think he's going to ask. I mean, I think he's going to get some feedback. Do you want him on the team? Do you not want him? And I, I think the feedback that he gets from the players, considering what happened in France, is going to have a lot of weight in whether or not Patrick Reed gets picked. Because let's face it, I mean, he's got four rounds here. He can't have a lot of expectations here for this week for Patrick Reed, considering what has happened the last few weeks. Let's let's be fair. Um, but we know what he's done. You know, it hasn't been as great late in the Ryder Cup for him. But we know what he's capable of. I just, what happened in France, I think, weighed on some people. And I think there's going to be some feedback given. And I think that's going to pull some weight for Stricker on Reed. What do you think? I think you're probably right. I think the the reason, the only reason he's not the only reason, but the the reason he's playing this week because you know, he would have got his bonus no matter what. The reason he's and he's you know ten shots back, he's not winning. The reason he's playing this week is to try and show Stricker like I'm because if he didn't play this week, I think it was it was done. It it's was done. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't going to get a pick. So I think if he plays poorly, Stricker has a really easy out now. You know, if he if he was was playing well and. You know, let, let's say that you're right, and and that the guys, you know, maybe behind closed doors say, look, it was, it was too much drama. I, I don't want to deal with it. I, you know, I didn't like the way that he dealt with France. Yada yada yada. If that's how they feel, it, it's it's hard. It's still hard to justify him not being on the team if he's playing great. But now there's this. He's got the injury, and and Stricker can say, look, it's just too much uncertainty, and and he can he can leave him off the team without even addressing what happened in France or the team room dynamics. So, I, but, but I do think that if he does play well this week, if he finishes, you know, top five or whatever, he's, he's extremely hard to keep off the team. Like, even if those guys say what they want, like he's extremely hard to keep off the team. Just given his history, given how fiery he is. I think, I think if he plays well, I think he's going to get pick. Really? All right. So yeah, you're leaning. I do. If Reed shows just any life this week, you're saying Reed and Nah. That's your voice. Well, I don't, I, I don't think Nah is getting it. It's not. No, but that's, you would like it for him too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally would, would probably pick. I mean, Nah and 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 probably Scotty Scheffler. Really? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going wow. way off the board. I just, I just feel like Chalk is. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm bored with with Chalk, but like, I think I think Scotty's played really, really well in the majors. You know, he, he, he does, he, he's not a super loud personality, but he's, he's definitely got that fire underneath there. Makes a lot of birdies. The guys really like him. I, I think, you know, bring another young guy on there who hits it a mile and, and can get really hot. I think he'd be great for the event. And, it's a, you know, it's an investment in the future, so to speak. Like, he's going to – another guy who's going to be around for a long time, get him in there. But um, realistically, I think, you know, depending on this week, I think it will probably be Reed and Webb Simpson, really? which is just like going back to the well. And Daniel Berger and Daniel Berger is going to be a, a casualty of, of his own low keyness again. Wow. That's a lot to what take in there. What do you, what do you uh, think? I, well, I think Reed's out. 
no matter what. Yeah, I do. I think he's out. I think he was in before. I think he's, I think they have an out now. And I think that feedback's going to play into this. All right. He goes out, he's 10 under, 11 under. All right. But we already know Reed can do that. Like we already know kind of what Reed can do. Is this more, are we, we have so much drama as it is already on the team. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're a mess in some degrees with, with yeah. Brooks and no, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's a really good point. It, we're a mess. I mean, it's like, now Strickers has to deal with all this BS about someone calling a name. It's like, come on. I feel like, I feel like this is the kind of stuff I have with my six rule, you know, dad, so-and-so called me this, you know, like really Stricker, Zach Johnson, Jim Furyk, this is the stuff they have to deal with going in. You know, like I, behind closed doors, I would just love to hear them like, I can't even believe we're going to have to have this conversation, you know? Anyway, I think we have so much drama. And I think what he did in France, I don't know. I, I just don't think that sits well. I think the feedback comes in. I think they have the out. I think Reed is out. So given that, I think it comes down to two picks. I don't think they'll pick Webb. I don't. I think Webb, Webb not making it there was big. He hasn't been 100%. Um, his driver's given him fits. I, I just, I think Webb, it's not the best version of Webb Simpson. This is not Webb Simpson. Some, huh? People are going to want some, I just think they're going to want some kind of like steady hand experience. But he's yeah, kind of yeah, like the, it, that, that's true. And, and I think like, you know, I think they have, they have some experience up top there. I would love to see from there, um, the two picks that I that I think they'll make, that I hope they make. Let me, let me rephrase that. The two picks that I want them to make at this point going in, I do think Berger is valid. His putter scares the daylights out of me. But Scheffler's putter scares the daylight out of me too. I think Berger's a better iron player. Um, Scheffler can beat you with the driver. And I think the 12th pick for me goes to Burns. I think Burns fits the mold. Hmm. He's okay. some new blood. I look He's at hot. whistling straights. Here's what I think they're going to set up whistling straights like. Or I I would set it up long, wet. I mean, I'd water the piss out of it. Wet, um, no rough, and put the pins damn near in the middle. You know? So what that means is I need length, good iron play, and a good putter. I don't need short game. I don't need it. I, I got enough guys I can put alternate shot, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, short game has value. We know that. But but I need someone that can just sling it and is one of the best iron players. And we're going to have relatively easy putts and can get it going with the putter. Burns checks all those boxes for I mean, Burns is long, accurate, great iron player, great putter. His short game's clunky. Um, so, you know, he checks all the boxes for me. He's playing great. He's fiery. He, he should have two wins this year, Daniel. I mean, he carried Horschel at zero and they finished what second i mean horschel contributes at all they're they win that thing so well, also I riviera just, i mean he had like a three-shot lead making the turn at riviera right what his hands was back right so he's, yeah i don't know he's, yeah, got, no, I, he's young little fresh blood burger scares me the putter scheffler can go cold with the putter you know so i just i just i so i default to the iron game the strokes game the iron game with Berger and I think Bur- and I think Burns is a complete package. I do. It's yeah, I think he's the one with the most to gain this week. Like he he's yeah. the guy who could 
you know, quote unquote, steal a spot. Like, you know, the guy who gets really hot late in the season and basically gives the captain no choice. If he, if he wins this week, I mean, when I say win, I don't mean that I meant that what was 72 all score. If he's right. in the top five, you know, if he wins the gross division, um, then yeah, it's, it's going to be a really, really a, a tough call for Stricker. He's, he's the one who's, who's helped his case most. Over the, over the past month and so it's yeah i mean it's and it's just funny like when when these guys start to play well you start to see little differences like you know i saw him playing i can't remember who it was but he's playing a practice round with the big boys now it was with Cantley and and shockley uh at liberty national like that, that wouldn't have happened a couple months ago you know but now it's like oh okay this, this guy can play like this guy might be uh might be on the team in a couple in a couple weeks let's 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 see what he's got so he's definitely made a made a leap in in tears it, it wouldn't be like completely shocking but i think he needs a really really good week i think he needs he looked, to finish finish up there you know to your point he was third at genesis um one valspar second at byron second at zurich second at wcgc st jude uh 21st in the northern trust eighth at the bmw he hasn't finished he hasn't finished negative strokes game putting since april um he's finished i mean he's He's not JT Morikawa, iron player, but he's right under it. He's he's just under it, and he's a better and he is an underrated driver of the ball. He's long, um, so I, you know, man, I would I'd love to see some new blood. Burns Burger, if they pick if they pick Webb and Phil, I will my head will absolutely explode off my body. I don't think Phil. I mean, I think Phil basically he did them a solid where where he basically said like don't like don't pick me like I'm 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 not. I on, I honestly think if Stricker called Phil and said I want to pick you, I think Phil might say thanks, but no thanks. Like I, yeah, it's just he, he's not delusional. I think he, was he dead last last week? I think he, he might have been dead last last week. Yeah, him there's, and Kisner. There's, there's just there's just no chance. You know, Scheffler in um, in Berger down the stretch here with this run, the Potter's what's let him down. You know, it's, those are the, that, those are the, those are the things that concern me with those two is they get, they can go really chilly. Um, you know, we know Shuffler will get you off the tee. His iron games is, is solid compared to what we're talking about. Right. I mean, it's obviously awesome. He's on the PGA tour, but yeah, obviously to, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but comparably speaking to who we're, comparing against here right and what we need in whistling straights um but their putter is what's cost them you know as of late so those are the two those are the that's the one club that's holding them back and that's the one club where burns has them and i think is the more complete player with that your not pick has completely got me thinking yeah your 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 mind is all over the place no I, i was expecting you to throw kisner at me like like the twitter world blowing my head off like because I can't they, they can't they can't wrap their mind around why we wouldn't want Kevin Kisner on the team because he's you know a great match play player and you know I, and it's like this isn't the Austin Country Club right and and the way that he's played the last two weeks has he's shot himself in the foot I mean there's just well you know and the and the justification Dan of the first week was you know he won the Wyndham he's probably hung over it's like well maybe you shouldn't be hung over if that's the case if you're trying to get on the Ryder Cup right maybe you should keep playing if that's the case i don't know if it was but that was the justification from team kisner um in twitter which is very logical very rational unemotional all the things that you know twitter to be so um but i just kisner shot himself in the foot the last two weeks i don't think horsel 
quite has the game, what they're looking for in, in whistling, hasn't done enough. Um, but I, this whole read is just fascinating to me. It, it really is. I think he's out. I do. I think he's out. I think he would have to damn near win this thing to be in. Wouldn't be surprising to me if he does. I mean, I feel like this is, he loves this kind of right. – I don't know how he's feeling physically. It's obviously a huge asterisk, but he's – you know, I just remember, like, at the President's Cup when there was that. <laughs> we also haven't even talked about the President's Cup, the whole fiasco with his caddy, like, pushing a fan and the caddy with the yeah, there you around. Go. Yeah. Like, that was also another thing where I'm sure Tiger was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, come on. But anyways, he comes back with his coach on the bag, and he, he like, I think birdie five of the first six holes. Like, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. So, I, you know, we'll, we'll see how he plays this week. I, I think... If he doesn't play well, he's out. That's for sure. Yeah. My, my yeah, saying sure. that he's going to get a pick is predicated on him on him playing well. But Burns, I think Burns is, a, is also an intriguing one. It's, it's going to be really interesting because there's, you know, it, it, this probably happens every every cycle, but it feels like there's going to be a ton of really good players or three or four guys who have legitimate, you know, snub complaints. So, and and then they're going to be they're going to be criticized if we lose, like they always are. And he's going to be yeah. he's going to be praised if we win. That's just how it goes. Well, we'll start three weeks away. We'll uh, get through the tour championship here first uh, in Atlanta. Daniel Rappaport with Golf Digest. Man, thanks for taking your time. I know you're busy. And um, go get yourself a seat in Atlanta. Go get yourself a little varsity burger. Varsity burger. Okay, I'll have to do that. Right? I ordered Chinese food last night. No, I, I, don't, I yeah. have not. I Google the varsity. So. Okay. All right. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good week. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case, today is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Range Finder is amazing, and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and I was blown away with the quality it has a slope technology pin locked vibration technology so you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy and best of all it is powered by a usb charge so you can forget about those little batteries every other rangefinder makes you buy one 45 minute charge lasts you 50 plus rounds i love it our friends over at pin golf are hooking up all of our listeners with 25 dollars off and free shipping when you use code stripe show that's code stripe show i'm telling you for 175 dollars, you simply cannot beat the ace range finder head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the ace and get dialed in 